Meanwhile, Apple and Google investigated for mobile internet browser monopoly by the UK government. It just keeps getting better and better. But, you know, they keep paying out which seem large sums of money, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars. It doesn't seem to affect the profitability that much. No. Yeah. I guess having a monopoly is a good thing. You just charge people more. <laughs> but the British government, the UK government, I'm surprising that even they, who are, I've always said, totally, completely controlled by the Americans, are doing well, this. Well, I'd be yeah. interesting to see. I mean, Biden has said things about... Uh, you know, monopolies, but you haven't seen any action. Maybe they have decided to use the UK as a stalking animal. Because oh. if the UK provides the goods, right, the uh -huh. proof, then the US can say, oh, yes, we agree. <laughs> Give us some money too. <laughs> or instead of UK, UK doing this a lot better for the US than France doing it. Yes. Which will be much more independent and aggressive. But, I mean, yeah. following, there, there will be. If the UK is successful, you'll yeah. see individual countries and possibly yeah. the EU acting against them, That's the US, right. Canada, perhaps yeah. even Mexico. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. And noticeably, China has not jumped on that bandwagon. Of course, Google isn't here. No. <laughs> but we'll see. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida <laughs> removes his third... <laughs> cabinet member in one month. His polls are through the bottom of the floor and he seems to be having problems. What do you think is going to happen? Hey, you mean Japan is as screwed up as the UK in terms of its top leaders yeah, being incompetent and hopeless? Yeah, along those lines. All right. They just approved a uh, 62.4 trillion uh, want, uh, Japanese yen um, budget, budget, which yeah. is equivalent to 11.4% of the GDP, and 30, it's 30% of the annual budget. And they're going to borrow money to pay. Of course. Which they did last year. And okay. the year before. And the year before right. that. Yeah. So government debt is now expected to seed 1.4 quadrillion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or 250% right. of Japan's GDP. Yeah. And yet, you know, the, I mean, the yen's still doing pretty well comparatively. I mean, it's not great against the dollar, but I'm, I'm just shocked that people are willing to buy, in essence, uh, printed paper. I mean, other countries having this would be in hyperinflation. Inflation, like yeah. Turkey, for example. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think in terms of, in terms of Japan, uh, deterioration is slow and gradual. It's done over many, many years. Whatever the case, during the 60s and the 70s, and even the 80s and 90s, they've accumulated a lot of wealth. Yeah. And they've been sitting on that wealth as well as using that wealth to acquire a lot of assets all over the world. So, yeah, but I mean, the, the issue though is they can't support their economy at they home. Can't. They can't. And every, all the assets they brought bought are not going to cover the 250% of GDP, GDP yeah. uh, debts that they have. When you think about it, it's quite incredible. 250% of your annual GDP is what you owe. And this is why they don't want to raise interest rate. This is why they oh, kept zero yeah. interest rate. Exactly. Can you imagine if it's interest rate at 
one percent. Wow, one percent, point five percent of the GDP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it, it's is. Let's let's just talk a little bit about F, FTX. Three hundred million spent on real estate for one hundred twenty for his himself and his family, a couple of his buddies, uh, mostly in the Bahamas. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, they owe $3.1 billion to top 50 creditors, not including all the rest of the people, which are going to have to be added up. And, uh, you know, the headlines are Reuters is saying that FTX founders remarks pose a challenge for his lawyers. <laughs> uh, let's see here. This, this is a, what do they say, a dumpster fire? <laughs> I mean, it's just raging out of control. Yeah. No there, there were no government guidelines. No one was looking over the shoulder. And this is what happens. I wonder what the free market people are going to say about this. This is, they should know, they should allow him to compete, continue bilking people. <laughs> Let the market decide. I remember last year, I was talking to a bunch of friends and uh, these are people who are specialists on currency. Yeah. Uh, Forex traders. Yes, actually, they were part of the regulator teams uh, in China. And they told me that um, there can't be any valuation attributed to these crypto things. Just could not, because there is not regulated. It's just somebody's idea of, of exactly. printing and it's not even paper. That's At least right. paper, you have the paper, you could burn it. <laughs> it's electronics, zeros it's a, and ones. It's a notation, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it just seems inconceivable. But there are people who actually believe it. Well, they are until they don't. They believed in tulips. Uh, yeah, in tulip. Holland. Yeah, in Holland. So let's talk it, uh, just briefly, although it deserves a topic of its own, uh, peace in Ukraine. There's some noise that there could be a, some peace talks as winter approaches. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Zelensky says that all peace talks have to be in public. I, I, I mean, and, it begin, and the U.S. has assured him that the beginning of the conversation says that Russia has to be pushed out. <laughs> that would also mean Crimea and Donbass and all mm -hmm. these other areas. So I, I don't believe it. I don't think there's anything that's really happening. The U.S. is not... Um, well, there's, there are a couple of things that, that potentially can happen very, very quickly. Number one, European winter is going to be very, very tough. Yeah. tough. Number two, I think U.S. population is getting sick and tired of paying for this. Well, not only them. I mean, the, the, the re Republicans have already said there's no more blank check to that's right, Ukraine. That's right, And all money comes out of the house so that's right if you can't if they get control it control the house yeah they, they control the purse strings and there's that's no right. no way around that and then there are in in europe it's not just only that it would be hardship for the winter but also people are getting tired of putting up with over 10 million refugees well they don't have enough for themselves it's going to exactly. be very hard to say we it need to very, share very very hard yeah but I, I just, you know, what, what is necessary, do you think, for a, a peace plan? I, I've always said that it, you have to give uh, Russia its security guarantees. The area, it's going to be divided. There's going to be an east and west Ukraine, as yeah. far as I can see. Demilitarized. Demilitarized zones yeah. around Russia. Yeah. Um, and Russia has to pull back uh, and do the same. So yeah. as they say, no, no 
no uh, troops or missiles in this country. Yeah. Uh, whether they belong to NATO or not, then Russia would have to pull back a, a certain Their military here. operation. Yeah. But I, I, I don't see that no. beginning. That conversation hasn't mm -hmm. been had. Um, all you hear is, you know, the bleating of Biden administration officials saying that China should force Russia. I mean, this idea of forcing other countries may be popular in the U.S. It just doesn't really work for other people. No. Yeah, I don't understand it. All right. And the Russians themselves have said, no, there's nothing in no. the works. So it's not good. Nord Stream sabotage. Swede said, yep, it was sabotaged. That was, it was a big question in my mind. Did it just blow up itself? Or? That's right. So they found... Simultaneously, several <laughs> pipelines blow well, up. Well, you know, that happens. It could happen. Yeah. Statistically small, but if it happens, it happens, right? Yeah, 17 yeah. million to one. Yes. 17 trillion, trillion quadrillion to one. To one. <laughs> um, so they found a lot of stuff, uh, but now... I mean, the Swedish inquiry, now that they're a member of NATO, do you think it will be fair? I, I do. I think the Swedes, uh, if they discover that the Brits right, or, the, uh, or the Americans or whatever blew it up, I think there will be uh, some consequences. And I wonder what, what that would be, how the Swedish people would feel about that. And how the Germans will feel about it. Well, I think we know how the Germans will feel about it, yes. I don't think that's really a question, especially when people are paying high um, amounts for basic heat that's or right. going without in some cases, yeah. seeing their jobs lost because industries had to wholesale move overseas because they're not competitive at that's home. That's right. Uh, I don't think that is. COP27, talking about energy, supposedly delivered a landmark loss on damage. So they basically say, okay, bad things are going to happen and we'll give you some money. What does that mean to somebody in the South, in Oceania, where, you know, the islands are going to be covered? Disappear. Disappear. Yeah. What, you give them 20, uh, what, what do they say, 40 acres and a mule? <laughs> and say, where? Where, where are they going Actually, to Actually, in terms of climate change, there are three things. One is the immediate impact on some poor regions, like the island countries and so on and so forth. Second, even more important, is how do you do new and renewable sources of energy and do a clean development plan, sustainable development, which is substantially more expensive yeah. than using simple fossil fuel, burning coal, for example. Mm -hmm. Now, who's going to pay for that? Yeah, that's the yeah. big one. That's the big one, that mm -hmm. developed countries refuse to commit anything well, to Well, and that's what COP26 is all about. That's right. It's just uh, no one's willing to pay the tab, especially at a time when economic situations are very tough. Very tough. And there's no unity on this. And, and then this there's is the a third thing. Mm -hmm. There's a third thing. No matter how you just might want to discard history, yeah. what happened in the last 200 years of US, Europe and U.S. industrialization. Yeah, but we, we talked about it last yeah. time. There's this open contempt. Boris Johnson, although he's not prime minister, although you never know, <laughs> has said, oh, no, we're not going to pay. Yeah, we did it. So what? That's we're right. not going to pay. That's right. All right. That's it. I mean, this kind of truculent arrogance seems to be a hallmark of him. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the idea that he would say it publicly and a lot of people in Great Britain like that. They say, right. Oh, yeah, 
stuff like that. Yeah, finally, finally put it out there. I'm not paying a dime for that stuff. We took, we took their, you know, their art. We took their money. We took their people. Uh, we're not giving it back. <laughs> Although a lot of the art is being returned now. Uh, Portugal, the former president's daughter, wandered by Interpol. I'm not certain what that's about, but you know, obviously strikes a nerve somewhere. They've issued an arrest warrant for, uh, for Angola's Isabel de Santos Luisa, reports Reuters. I haven't heard much about it, but I'm certain it's going to be a fairly big issue. APEC. Pamela, uh, Vice President Harris announced 20 million new clean, clean energy funding for the Mekong region. Mm -hmm. you th you, I think that's, this is going to be a turning point in <laughs> APEC relations. I, China, cha uh, China and Vietnam agreed to change their rail gauge that's okay, right. uh, versus 20 million for unspecified. Now, the Mekong region Com includes several countries. Yeah. With the collective. Cam Cambodia. Yeah. yeah. Laos, uh, Vietnam. I think the collective GDP of that area is probably close to a trillion dollars. Really? Yes. Wow. Because ASEAN as a whole, the GDP is about three trillion. That's one third. So it's one third. But I don't think 20 million is going to do it. Are we beggars? <laughs> We're going to. Yeah, but I, it's you know, unspecified. Generally, you know, these these things will be basically the U.S. will hire U.S. consultants to go in and do a study. You are at you are yeah, at the United Nations. Yeah. You know how it goes. The, the bureaucracy gets fat, and the problem remains. No, I'm just I'm just surprised that uh, the Americans actually had the goal to treat treat them like beggars. You know? yeah. No, I mean, it, I, it just doesn't seem that the U.S. is striking the right note no. uh, with a lot of countries, especially Global South and yeah. Central Asia. Yeah. It just seems to be getting further and further. The chasm gets wider. Uh, okay. President Lulu seeks to improve foreign ties. I, I, that was coming. We kind of figured that Bolsonaro, but Bolsonaro's party, not Bolsonaro, hmm. is going to challenge the elections. They don't. Their hmm. idea is that there were some machines that they questioned. They don't have any proof, but they question the machines. Other than that, that's which is an old story. He said that beforehand. Hmm. Um, it, Erickson says they're going to do six G in Britain. Good luck. I'm just wondering about demand. <laughs> I mean. Economy kind of sliding Sinking. down. Why do you? Uh, I don't know if that was. All right. Uh, big elephant in the room. DPRK launches missile during APEC. Uh, I know China was not happy. No. They didn't express it. But the idea that Xi Jinping is down at APEC trying to talk about how you can work together. All right. Common values, shared interests, etc. And Young Kim is out there. Firing bang, 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 bang. Yeah. I mean, I. It was an ICBM. It's capable of reaching the United States. It just, he doesn't seem to have the right note. It seems like, as we discussed before, a cry for help. That's right. But they don't know how to ask. 
So they fire missiles and hope that you'll throw some money at them. I just don't see it happening. And of course, you know, everyone's saying, oh, more sanctions, more condemnation. I mean, how many condemnations do they think will equal a change in the status quo? I mean, and how many condemnations can replace concrete, hard, collaborative arrangements? Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. And once again, without diplomacy, there mm. is absolutely no way of doing no. it. If, if deep, uh, I, I, it's just. So last subject. Here we are at the stadium. All right. Couple of some numbers that are interesting. $220 billion, billion spent. <laughs> but what, is, what does that mean? It was seven new soccer stadiums of which they'll be adjusted. Mm -hmm. uh, an additional one was remodeled and increased the uh, number of mm -hmm. uh, people who could be in it. A metro line link that links up all of these areas, mm -hmm. okay? Hospitals, hotels, shopping malls, and some residential. So it sounds like a massive number, but when you start looking at you know, the value of real estate, after the games. After the games. And I think uh, above and beyond that, I mean, I, I'm the first person to say that the Olympics and even FIFA, FIFA is going to get between seven and eight billion dollars mm -hmm. cash to them. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They lent their brand <laughs> and asked somebody else to spend a lot of money mm -hmm. uh, to do that. And I, I, you know, sports has become, but for first one in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. First time the World Cup has been in the Middle East. Then we had Saudi Arabia winning. Winning. Oh my gosh. Shock. Argentina. Oh, but I mean, I, to me, it's a symbol of that they can take nothing for granted anymore. No. Argentina, what? Favorite to, to, win, the whole to win, thing. win the whole thing? Losing to a country that's in the low, uh, you know, upper 40s in terms of world ranking. But it just goes to show that you know you cannot discount the the global south anymore. Okay. You can't just say, well, you know, soccer belongs to Europe and South America and all the rest. Eh, you know, they just they're just there as windows trapping, so that when we can say that we won the World Cup, that's right, <laughs> no longer. And interesting, six point five billion uh, for the stadiums. Uh, there were eight. Uh, Lusal Iconic Stadium, uh, the Bayat Stadium. Jan Designed all Janu. differently. Really yes, very beautiful. Too. Ahmad yeah. bin Ali Stadium, Khalifa International Stadium, Education uh, City Stadium, Al Khrahyan, and then Al Thamama Stadium in Doha. Incredible, beautiful. Uh, we'll definitely show some pictures of them in, uh, in the B-roll. So there's Russia spent $11.6 to host the 2018 World Cup. This is literally double that. No, no, not double. Double 10. <laughs> 20 times more. Yeah. No, 10 times would be 110. 10 times. No, 20 times. 20 yeah, times. Absolutely. Yeah. 20 times. 20 times. But I, I, you know, I, I, it would be interesting to see what happened to the World Cup stadiums and things like that after Russia built them. It'll be because it's what comes after That's right. that really uh, matters. Yeah. If you can utilize all those things, but this was unique. You were only 20 minutes away from any other stadium. 
So I, you could go to one game, right? Get on a train and go to the next game. You could okay. literally see all the games. Okay. Because they're staged at different times. I think the next Asian Games has also been awarded to Qatar. Ah, okay. Well, I think, yes, yes, that's right. So they can use some of the facilities there. That's right. Yeah. But I think the infrastructure in terms of transportation, in terms mm -hmm. of electricity, roads, and uh, so on and so forth, will also be very conducive to improving the economic infrastructure of the country, yeah. even though it's a small country. Yeah. Five billion views. That means that five out of every eight people on Earth That's right. are going to be seeing some part of the World Cup. Pretty astounding. Three million tickets sold. Right. What, but what really impressed me most about this was something that the, um, how the Arabs, uh, how Qatar framed the issue. They didn't say, this is about Qatar. We're number one. Nothing like that. They said, this is on behalf of the entire Middle East. We welcome you. No long speeches, no political jibes, no attacking anybody else. Qatar was awarded this 12 years ago. Five of those years, there were great difficulties because there were problems uh, between countries in the Middle East. But I note, every single one at this point has shown up. They've made peace. All the leaders of the countries were there to show solidarity. And there was no statement about you know, the past. It was simply, welcome to the Middle East, welcome to Doha. Let us say a perhaps more adult way, a more gracious way of showing hospitality. And also, it's reflective how the global south is moving closer and closer together to brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Not only Middle East. Well, I mean, there's, there's always going to be tensions about sure. old issues. Sure. But, you know, the fact is that you have ASEAN yeah. coming together. Now you appear to see the Middle East getting Coming closer, together. despite, oh. you know, there's still Yemen and other issues out there. But and the Israel. fact that they can get, come together in Israel, yeah. and yeah. the Palestinian question is, right. comes along with it. But Qatar had another reason to celebrate. 27 year, four, <laughs> bi uh, four mil billion, no, four million tons, tons per year. year. So I looked it up. Uh, it's 77 billion cubic meters is the total processing power currently. They're going to bring that up to 110. And eventually there's two more on the line. So they will have enough facilities uh, to process 126 BCM, billion cubic meters. They will be the largest LNG supplier in the world. And they just agreed to sell basically 5 million of that for 27 years to China. It's by every single measure or any measure, it's the biggest A single agreement, single deal that's signed with anybody anywhere in the world, not just Qatar. But I mean, I, I was a little bit shocked only because the most aggressive buyer and the one who wants a long-term situation mm -hmm. is Europe. Yeah. 
And I, I wonder how they're going to take the fact that uh, China has entered into this long-term deal at a time when obviously they need it. But it also brings into another aspect of this, and this is the, the last issue. LNG is two times more expensive mm -hmm. than piped gas, right. depending how unnoticed small things, but always more expensive. Yeah. So that means that countries that have piped gas are going to be more competitive. More competitive. Absolutely. So this will affect China. It will affect Europe. Mm -hmm. Right. It won't affect Central Asia because they have lots of gas. Mm -hmm. Obviously, some parts of it, like Norway won't and the United States. Mm -hmm. So in theory, the United States will have an advantage if they're able to exploit their natural gas, create the pipelines and infrastructure, which doesn't always follow in the United States. Um, that could be well, a positive sign for the U.S. There is another aspect to this in, chi in China's case, because you can, they already built a number of pipelines. They're already beginning to... From bring, Russia. From Russia and the stands. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. They're, they're balancing. Yeah. China is balancing its sources. That's a 27-year right. deal is not an insignificant <laughs> period of time. <laughs> At the same time that you're building, um, you know, these massive the chairman pipelines. chairman of Sinochem you know. is very, very happy. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. All right. That brings us to the thing. Any uh, final issue? It's cold. It is cold. But, it's you know, it's, it's really in warm in Doha right now. I wish we were there uh, being part of it. As you can see behind us, it looks like we're there. And in, th in spirit, we are. Yes, we are. Wonderful. Jayo. Jayo, Jayo.